We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. You probably know the feeling. Sweaty, fast breathing, quick heart rate. That's a cortisol spike. It feels awful and its imbalance is the cause of your anxiety. Rebalance Health's three-part anxiety system helps address it at the root. Rebalance Health lozenges are natural and designed for optimal absorption, providing 24-hour relief. Live life fully without feeling like you're fighting for it. Get 50% off your first month with code CALM23 at rebalancehealth.com. Look at that new music on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. That means it's time. The Almond Brothers? I don't know what it is, but it sounds like it. It may very we don't well have be. the rights. I don't know anything about music. I know a little about PGA DFS, and that's why I'm here to talk a little about it. Stochastic YouTube channel. Myself, Ben Reza, here with Eric Lindquist going across the pond. Scottish Open 2022. This is like the Open. This field is fantastic. Different type of golf, different type of field. A lot, a lot of fun to get into, and we're going to talk a little about prize picks as well. Sir, I didn't get to do the betting video with you this morning over on Odd Shopper. How are you feeling? Are you excited for a little European golf swing? Every time. Uh, I, I love this, this time of year. You Good get stuff. to July and you know that you get to watch crazy golf. You get to watch some stuff more akin to what I'm used to growing up in South Dakota. You play the ball on the ground, a little bit of link style golf. This is kind of a combination of everything. Obviously, the wind can be a defense here. It doesn't look like it's going to be windy at all this week uh, compared to what it would be for the defense of this golf course. But there's some tree-laden spots. There's some really cool golf holes. The Renaissance Club, if you guys have never seen this tournament, obviously, this is the first time DK's made it the main featured event that we have going this week. A little bit last year, but far more so this year. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and you should be looking forward to it. It's an unbelievable golf course. I like it. It's got some par fives, a lot of par threes. It's link style. Certainly the weather plays a crazy role over there. And we're going to, we're going to dive into all that. Before we do that, we're going to talk a little John Deere classic, obviously a different type of tournament. It was a really weak field. It was a birdie fest as we all expected. JT Poston just dusted everybody wire to wire win, which was good for us. We were, we were both pretty much on him a lot. Your boy got her up who was now the favorite at the Barbasol. Things are just getting out of control. Uh, I don't see a ton that we can really take from from John Deere because it's such a different type of golf. But anything you want to throw out from last week? Yeah, my condolences. Um, for <laughs> yeah. those who don't know, let's go down a little story time here. And for anybody who played Jason Day, I, I obviously didn't play Jason Day. I have a vendetta against this dude going back to the memorial last year when, you know, oh, yeah, the narrative of him, he didn't withdraw. And that's the thing that, that was so frustrating about the memorial is that he knew his wife was going to go into labor, whatever, yada, yada, yada. That doesn't matter. What matters is Ben Raza over there, my buddy, my pal, would have swept the board on DraftKings, absolutely swept the board. If that Jason Day news comes out one minute before lock, he was up, he was alert, he was, was ready. Up. And eight minutes after lock, Jason Day gets ruled out. And, you know, it's one of those things that at the time you don't think about, but my God, if you guys saw this lineup that he rolled out in every single entry tournament and the $20 and the $5, 
I mean, you're looking at a 250, 300K week just by his pivot from day to you obviously would have gone Denny McCarthy, a guy we both liked. But when you're making only a select number of teams, you can't play everybody. I know you would have landed on Denny McCarthy in that one. He was more than serviceable this week. I just want to let it be known that Ben Raza, we all owe him a hug. I will make sure that in Chicago you get, uh, you're coming to Chicago, right? No. Oh my God. So I can't even do that. I'm going to ship you some uh, grizzly is a great alcohol service. I will sure. ship you something uh, to, to come for you, but my God, what a week by you. It happens. It sucks. Really bad one though. That's one of the worst beats I've ever had. Truly. I had the nuts around Jason day would have pivoted the Denny would have swept things up. Would have been a season saver. Didn't happen. We move on. Uh, I'll be back. I will leave no doubt next time. As I said to both of you before the show, mm-hmm. I felt good though. Uh, like I said, we were both on JT Poston. I think we're seeing the board clearly. We got Grio into the open championship. That's oh, worth its weight in gold. So <laughs> uh, again, I think it's a, this is a really important point. When you're looking at recent form, you want to make sure that you're identifying what the recent form is at because playing at the U S open, playing at the John Deere, playing at the Renaissance club, all of these type of tournaments are not the same skill sets required. So, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those. For everybody weeks. asking, hang on, hang on. Here you go. Patrick Rogers, Cameron Davis, JT Poston, Emiliano Grillo, Chris Goddard with Jason Day. That is the absolute nutties. You almost put up 600 with a zero. That's, that's unheard of. That's not real life. Nobody had a 700 lineup on DK. You would have been the only person on the entire site. Yeah, it would have been useful. Uh, useful is the word that comes to mind. It was disappointing because I really didn't think the lineup was that good until Sunday. And to see that it would have won all the tournaments was frustrating, but like I said, everyone's got a couple stories like that. I've won my fair share of lucky breaks. That one will stick with me for a little while. I'll take my pain out on the Renaissance Club and on the Scottish Open. Let's go. You, you mentioned this course, four par fives, five par threes. Uh, um, no, not true. No. Uh, so Fake news. Yeah, no. So I, I did a lot of research on this yesterday because I, I was hearing mixed things and saw something on Twitter. It's actually going to play as a par 70. So Ooh. they have five par threes and three par fives last season. They had the seventh hole, which was playing the easiest at the club and the club didn't like it. So they changed it to a par four. It's going to be a 505 yard par four for this week. So it's going to play par 70, which is something that I factor in because obviously par five scoring is something that you really wanted to factor in. It's going to be a ball striking week, but Technically, uh, yeah, in previous years, starting back to 2019, when they started this tournament over here, uh, when it became the host site at the Renaissance Club, it had four par fives. It only has three for this season. I got that confirmed this morning. Okay, there you go. Still, it's something that I think birdie or better, obviously, it's still, you know, when we talk about these courses, at the end of the day, you need to strike it well. You need to avoid damage, timely scrambling, usually you know, stereotypically in Europe, because it's windy, the greens are not lightning fast. So lag putting, things of that nature becomes important. When you look at this course, you look at the Scottish Open, do you say to yourself, you know, it's so dependent on the weather, I can't just look at history of these type of events? Or do you take something from that? How do you approach link style golf? So I think I explained this quite a bit last year. Um, I think I was in Miami, actually, when this was going down last year, uh, the FanDuel live final, I was there with Renpak hanging out for the week, you know, decent enough life there for the the NBA finals. But uh, I talked through the process of what you kind of do here. And I I will do this in a number of lineups, even in my 150. I will blindly stack because you just never know 
what the wind's going to do at certain times. It looks like Friday afternoon is looking like the prevailing uh, most wind that you're going to have through the first two days. It's still Tuesday. Things can still dramatically change more so over there than what it might be for a weather forecast here uh, in the States. But I will blindly stack just in the event that things get awkward at some point in time, unpredictable weather shows up. And we've seen multiple times where you think one stack is going to make sense, like when we had it at TPC Sawgrass for the players, and it ends up being the complete opposite end of the spectrum. So it makes a lot of sense to just do that and not think twice about it. Totally agree. The winds can change on the fly there. Uh, these forecasts get wild. We'll talk about it at the Open Championship where they have tea times literally all day. It's like a 10-hour wave. That's even crazier. But but here, we want to see the draw. I'm with you, though. If you're building a lot of teams, don't be afraid to just group guys by their tee time um, and go from there. Because I think when it comes down to it, there's such a range of outcomes. And we see it with the winning scores year after year. If it's easy, if there's no defense, these guys are going to destroy these courses, particularly St. Andrews. But even here, if it's windy, the, the winning score could be like two under. It, it's that big of a range. And you need to prepare for that, I think, with multiple lineup permutations. Agree. It, 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 it's as simple as that. You need to have those built in already. And I'm just a big believer, too, that over there, when you're talking about where there's no defense of a golf course other than the wind, because the greens are not that fast. You have up and yep. down games that everybody's going to be decent enough around the greens. Putting is not that difficult. These greens aren't crazy undulated. I mean, maybe a little bit in some spots, but more so they're just in flat areas because if the wind pops up, you don't want balls rolling off the green and having the golf course be unplayable. So you're looking at an 11, 11 and a half on the stimp. And rightfully so, you should just be stacking up in accordance for, hey, this is what could happen. And not necessarily just doing what everybody else says on Twitter, where it's like, oh, this is the obvious draw. Yep, that's where the ownership goes. And certainly that's something even tomorrow night. Live before lock, we'll be talking lineup construction, things of that nature. But let's talk a little prize picks. Want some free money? Our friends at Prize Picks offering that right now. If you haven't been over there, prizepicks.com, daily prop based contest. Got that promo code. It's still awesome. We're stochastic, but we're, we're, we're vintage with our promo code. <laughs> but that $100 first match deposit bonus, you go over there, you choose your over unders, different types of categories, birdie or better, sometimes fairways hit, scoring. And they've got some lofty ones here, you know, over under five birdies in the first round for some of the premier players. I know this course can yield some scores, but with one less par five than I even thought they had. I'm a little surprised that we have that many guys that need six birdies in 18 holes to cash the overs on prize picks. Yeah, I'm looking at some flex plays, and that's kind of what I was going to talk about. We're going to get fairways and greens. Those usually pop up on Wednesday when the weather yep. report is more firm down. Uh, sometimes we get them on Tuesdays in the States here, but for this one specifically, there's a reason. It's only birdies or better in strokes. I am looking at shorting a lot of these numbers. In terms of strokes, with a par 70, you're seeing 67 and a half for some of these guys. My favorite, though, I hate to do it to Ricky Fowler, but 68 and a half, two under, basically you're, you're fading the two under number there. I think that that's going to be an over. I think that I have to be looking in his direction. Uh, it, it seems a little bit too low for my liking there. I will say you have guys like Tommy Fleetwood, a feast or famine type guy. I, I think I'm steering clear of these four and a half. These five numbers as elite as Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas and Matt Fitzpatrick are, if you're going to flex play maybe three or four of them, and just short them all, you're only getting beaten by six birdies in some of these spots. And if you're looking at the tee times uh, coming Thursday and you see any kind of a weather draw that, that emerges, I think you just need to auto-click and short these guys. 
So that's the big thing that if we get the reports that it's just going to be honestly, I'm going to use correlation to something I never thought I would say. But clearly at the hot dog eating contest yesterday, (laughs) they didn't understand what was going on because every single person went under and it was Mm -hmm. because of the humidity and it was because they just I don't know what they did, but it was a macro type of situation. And I think on prize picks right now, uh, it's that same concept. If it looks like it's going to be way harder, these are all easy unders and you want to parlay them up and get your upwards uh, you know, up that variant. So definitely. Also, gold. I think last week they got absolutely murdered because people like me, people like you, we all took overs on four birdies, four and a half birdies. It was so three easy. and a half birdies when it opened for the week. If I had seen that, life yep. would have been really special. I would have swept the entire board if it weren't for Thigala playing in abysmal Thursday round. Uh, luckily, I had enough flex plays where I was able to make a profit, but just slightly, it could have been a massacre. And I know a lot of people who really did good work on that. Absolutely well said. So make sure to go over there, like take advantage, get your hundred bucks. Uh, and it's just a good site to make some money. Now it's time to dive back in, dust mm-hmm. myself off, haven't opened the lobby in a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> Scotty Scheffler, John Rom, just in time. I mean, this is it's incredible, not just in the outright markets. This is the open championship level field. Yeah, we don't have Rory, but we've got basically the best of the best here. And the pricing is reflective of that. What were your thoughts when you looked at the top of the board? Awesome. I mean, this is just going to be a fun golf tournament to watch. Now, it's going to be really difficult because you want to make some stands in the, you know, the 10K range. It's just too deep. It's too fantastic. I'm not taking anything from this JP Pro-Am thing that's being played Monday, Tuesday. I know Matt Fitzpatrick shot a million It was his first time playing golf in a little while here. Maybe he comes out with some rust, but I look at him at 10-1, and I think amongst these 10K guys, he's the first guy who stands out to me. You're getting an $1,100 discount off Scotty Scheffler. He's a guy who started to hit the ball 15, 20 yards further. Everybody's been talking about it, you know, coming off the U.S. Open. But we were talking about it even weeks and weeks before that. He feels like just a can't miss guy because when you add distance to his arsenal, he becomes one of the elite players in the game, and he's not priced in that 11K tier next to Romer Scheffler. He's not priced, you know, in the mid-10s like Justin Thomas here. I just looked at the top of the board and I saw Matt Fitzpatrick. I saw that he's getting the least ownership out of everybody outside of Scheffler in the 10K or in the 10K range. And I just want to click on that name repeatedly. So that was kind of my first thought. Yeah, I have no problem with Fitzy. He's a motivated guy. He's not, I don't think there will be Yes, it was a breakthrough. It's his first major, but I don't think he's the type of guy that there's going to be major regression because of that. He played at an elite level before that major. He's going to play at an elite level after it. I like the transformation in the sense that, to me, there's something to that even when you talk about, I'm just going all analogies today. (laughs) Basketball players, like when you're a guard and then you have a late growth spurt, that is so much better than just being tall the whole time. And Matthew Fitzpatrick learned how to play without distance now he's really upped his off the tee game and the rest of the game. He already needed that to be strong to compete with these guys that were bombing it past him. He's got the all around game to match it. I have no problem with him. If I wasn't going to choose him, it would be Rom. Uh, I definitely like, mm-hmm. like Rom this week. I know he hasn't delivered, but it's still very consistent. 12th, 10th, 48th, one in Mexico. He's making cuts, hasn't missed a cut all year. As safe as it gets, and he has shown he has taken apart some link style courses in his day. So I have no problem clicking at him at 11. My question, it's a weekly question to you. Do you see yourself getting two of them in the same lineup? I think I probably do more this week than in weeks past that we've talked about because 
I mean, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm are going to be a tough pairing to kind of make work, but 10-1 yeah. Matt Fitzpatrick with a 10-6 or a 11K John Rahm, there are an abundance of upper 6K, lower 7K guys that I can get behind this week. You have just a, a number of these unknown Euro Tour guys who are going to have zero ownership or not nearly as much ownership as they should have going their direction. Sure, you get the likes of like, a Luke List and a Gary Woodland. These are more known quantities because we talk about them every single day, but they're going to be surrounded guys like Thomas Dietrich and, you know, Eduardo Molinari, who I don't like uh, for what it's worth. Rasmus Hogard, I do. It's like, there's a number of these dudes who are going to come in with one, 2% ownership, and they're only going to get steamed up by people like you and me who have some familiarity with the DP World Tour or have talked about these guys when they've come over to the States for limited appearances I think you're going to find some opportunities to get to some really low-owned pieces that I'm really not against getting to two pieces in the 10K range. I'm always a fan of that. I definitely think you can make it work. And, and this is true. This is going to be the theme of the next two weeks. We're going to have to bring in guys that we don't normally see, that we don't normally click, because this is their it's their home turf. They know mm -hmm. what they're doing on link-style golf. They have the advantage. It doesn't mean they're just automatically going to play well. But we see... Every year, several European only type names lurking or even winning Min Woo Lee, you know, a lot of guys like that. Then some of them have come over a little bit. I'm in line with you there. It's always a strong top. We'll see what the tools here at Stochastic say as ownership matures and, and the leverage tool and whatnot comes out. But it's again a major level field in the sense that Xander, Cantley, Morikawa, Wilsey, Burns, Cam Smith, and Decky. I mean, that's absolutely loaded 9K range. I assume you're very comfortable starting some teams in this range. Definitely. Uh, I think you could start with Xander. I think you could start with uh, Mr. Colin Morikawa. I think you could start You could start with any of these guys. I think this entire range is kind of the make or break range of this week. Everybody knows I'm going to click on Sam Burns. That shouldn't surprise mm -hmm. anybody. Has a top 20 from last year, and obviously his form this year, three wins already. He's a guy that can just spike these massive upside weeks. And I will say, I, I don't have great vibes from him coming off of his miscut. He was like a low 6K play at the Open Championship last year. And it was one of those things where I remember quotes of him talking about, yeah, I'm just getting used to how my club is cutting through the turf. It was a big discussion point for Colin Morikawa when he changed irons the week leading into it. And obviously that was a great switch by him. He ends up winning the damn thing. So you have to get used to hitting some shots off a firmer turf where it can still be wet in places. And Sam Burns has done a really good job of assembling his bag. I was watching a feature on him talk about his A wedge, his approach wedge that he put in the bag from Callaway specifically for the U.S. Open and then bringing it over to the Open Championship and his preparations for these majors. Instead of having a 52 degree gap wedge, which can cut more into the turf, he's playing another piece of the set of his Callaway irons. I like that he's thinking about this kind of stuff. I think he's just a guy who just wants to make golf as easy as possible on himself, fairways and greens. And we've seen him just spike across the board in so many ways, putting, irons, driving it. Uh, he can just play well in so many different facets that when he puts it all together, he can win out of this range. Him and Will Z are probably my preferences at current ownership, but we'll see what happens to Cantley and Shoffley. If they continue to be over 20%, which I do expect, I'm going to have to be lighter by default. Yeah, so I think there's a lot there to break down. To me, uh, again, on a macro level, if the conditions are easy, if it's not torturous, it helps guys that don't have experience with links golf, particularly yes. Will Z and Burns, because their scoring and their natural ability is just immense. 
if it's really nasty and you're going into pot bunkers and stuff, I don't think that it's the best situation for guys that still have plenty to learn about links golf. And I would go Xander was going to make a lot of sense. He's made the cut at every open championship. He was 10th at the Scottish open last year. He's playing good golf. He just won at travelers. He's going to be a very popular starting point. I think he's cash viable. I want to bring up cam Smith though. Cam Smith is a guy that hasn't been playing the best of late, but again, the U S open, he's never really thrived there. And I didn't like him there at all. These are somewhat generous fairways. If he keeps it out of the thick stuff, his irons are great. He's, if not the best player in the world, one of the best with the short game. I think that Cam Smith makes an interesting player. It's just a question of, is he a little too thin to start with, or is he just your aggressive second man in? Do you have any concerns with the putter lately? I mean, Cam Smith, it's one of those things, even when he has these lulls, when he breaks out of it, he breaks out of it with like plus eight, plus seven. So it's, am I concerned? Sure, but I'm really banking on him to spike the putter and he does it so often that I'll live with it. If Cam Smith loses because he doesn't putt for me, that's something I just have to accept. Yeah. I, I get nervous because of the surfaces and I know in Australia, point. Um, in Australia, generally they have some of the same stuff where he grew up on, on greens where you get that, that go- or the gold coast out there and it gets super, super windy and they can only spike the greens to such an extent but you go to a place like Melbourne Country Club or other places around that that area, they're still running 13, 13 and a half. And most of those players prefer speedy surfaces. I know Scott's talked about it before coming over. And I think we're just seeing where he's been such a good fast green putter that when it gets neutralized like this, where it's an 11 and a half and maybe everybody kind of has easier looks where they can just bang the ball in the back of the cup and there's less thought that goes into it. I think you can get some bad putters that get into the mix here and you can just focus more on the ball striking aspect. Now, that being said, the irons have been very good. He's been positive in six plus in that direction. But with such a week off the tee game, he gets some of these weeks where, you know, he lost 5.2 off the tee at the players and won. Why? Because he gained 11.5 with the putter. And I just get nervous uh, that he's going to hit enough wayward ones where you're just going to have big numbers come into play, even if it's nice out. So I, I'm probably not going to be going the Cam Smith direction, but I kind of get what you're getting at. Yeah, I can live with all that. Like I said, Cam Smith is the type of guy. I mean, I'm usually on the other side of him, to be honest. Uh, I, I want to check out our tools here and see what they're saying about him. But at the same time, I think that there are enough paths where Cam Smith, particularly if it's nasty, has the advantage over some of these other guys. The last guy I want to ask you about is Decky. He's just quietly there he was fourth at the u.s open i feel like we didn't even know he was playing at times hasn't played a lot of golf he's been banged up a little bit with the neck i don't think of him as a like a lynx golf guy but at the same time you know there's not a ton in his game that would confuse me of why he couldn't thrive at the open if it's going to be nice out i'm going to have a ton of decky okay I, i i think just give me the pure ball striking because that's what this golf course really is set up for if you stripe it there's going to still be above average birdie opportunities if it's calm. If it ends up getting windy and it starts rocking around, I mean, he's had success in Hawaii. It's not exactly calm over there uh, at the Sony Open where he took it down earlier this season. He's just a really, really good player. You know, quietly had two wins this season. If you go back to the fall swing uh, coming into this year, he's got a third and a fourth in his last three events. Uh, I don't think that there's really any reason not to be going his direction He's just so good that Sunday at the U.S. Open is such a good uh, such a good barometer of like what you can get out of a Hideki from time to time. 
he's also the guy who could definitely fail you in this range, but I think there's enough upside and it's not like a lot of people are just coming along for the ride there. Um, he's 17%. And I, if I'm going to be kind of steering clear of the chalky Justin Thomas playing the 10 K range, if I'm going to be lighter on Xander uh, and, and Cantley, I have no problem jamming a lot of Hideki. Yeah. Uh, again, you mentioned there's some risk there, but I think this range as good as it is. There's reasonable questions to ask about the majority mm-hmm. of these guys, whether it's, are they too popular? Are they going to like Lynx golf with Will Z and Burns, Cam Smith's off the tee game and Hideki's Hideki. So uh, I get it. I'm going to pepper this range, probably going to try on most of my builds to be very generic where I'm taking one of the big four and one of these guys and then go from there. But we still, again, I haven't mentioned, and I'm about to, Jordan Speed, Victor Hovland, Sanjay Im, Joaquin Neiman. Now we get a Lynx specialist, Ryan Fox. Tommy Fleetwood, Connors. I mean, these are elite players. They're 10K players, 11K players in the John Deere. They just happen to not be there. This is, again, a very balanced look if you can get two or three of these guys in your lineups. Yeah, and I think probably they're going to end up getting some more ownership as we go along. Spieth is always such a wild card. I I don't know what to do with him because now you're getting him sub 9K with very little ownership. I mean, it's going to be so spread out from the 10 K range down to the eight K range that you can kind of pick and choose your guys. And speed has never been my guy, but I do find it hard to believe that he's going to be like 13% owned coming off of burning everybody at the travelers coming off of a lackluster us open, which is never going to be to his type of a venue. I mean, he was able to win in Washington at an absolute joke of a golf course, the way that that was set up. It was basically goofy golf and he got hot with a putter. That's the only reason he's a us open champion, but I don't think that that's going to bode well for him. We've seen him win a claret jug also just spiked massively with the putter, but you're going to get that from time to time with Jordan Spieth. And I will say his driver over the last year and a half has been such improvement. Like we've seen such strides in that department that if he's going to end up being sub 10%, which is kind of something I could see happening come tomorrow, I might actually end up playing him for the first time in a long time. I like Spieth. I think that he's a reasonable target at 8,900. You mentioned he's got a U.S. Open on the resume that might as well be a second open championship because that at chambers bay yep. that's got a lot of links golf i mean we saw that course it's a link style course he thrives in these conditions he likes to work in and out of trouble it allows him off the tee to do some stupid stuff i know his form isn't good but i'm pretty content that speed can find it and and let's zoom out a little bit first second 34th and seventh over like a month stretch earlier this mm-hmm. year including the win at heritage I'm not saying he's safe by any stretch, but 8,900, I'm more than acceptable as having him as my second or third man in over guys like Hovland, Sunjay M, both good targets, but I'll take Spieth. Also, could it be a really good thing for him to finally get on some slower surfaces? Because obviously the fast surfaces have not treated him well over in the States so far this, uh, this season. 96th in strokes gained putting amongst this field. 96th is so, so bad. Let me just list off some guys that are in the 70s that are better than him. Will Zalatoris, Mr. Yip, 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 Yippie himself. Uh, that's not good. Something named a Ricard Carlberg, a Robert Streb, Luke Donald, the corpse of. These are guys putting better currently this second over the course of the last 50 rounds than Jordan Spieth. It's just one of those things where out of the middle of nowhere, if he finds any kind of feel there with some slower green complexes, it could be kind of a coming out party for him. And he's done that. He, he yeah. is one of the guys, particularly the Americans, we know that he can play link style golf. Now you've got a lot of different types of players here. When you talk about Hovland and Neiman, 
elite off the tee, strong tee to green, not the best short game. Sunjay is just a well-rounded player. And then we get to one of the more interesting names, one of the more polarizing names in Ryan Fox. So talk to me about where you think he fits in, considering we don't really see him stateside, but my God, has he been good in Europe? Zero percent. Ooh, okay. Strong. So this is, this is my, this is my Denny McCarthy of two weeks ago. And then all of a sudden, Hey, I play Denny McCarthy, but this guy is getting so much recognition and steam coming into this week that I just get a feeling he's going to be that 20% play that everybody looks at when he misses the cut. And is like, what the hell were we doing? Um, Sure. He's been playing well in Europe, but looking at some of the stuff that we've seen of him of late, U.S. Opens, two missed cuts his last two years, a 54th at the PGA, 67th at the Open. Going through his Open stats as well, nothing that's all that impressive to me. 39th at the Open Championship in 2018, didn't play it in 2019, 2017, another missed cut. I don't know what the field's doing. I don't know why he's getting as much attention as what he is. Maybe you can break it down for me, but it just feels like a really, really thin play to me that I'm just going to avoid like the plague. So the thing that's interesting, uh, Ryan Fox, I, I do think makes a lot of sense on a lot of levels because of his form, because of his pedigree, particularly on Lynx Golf, he has experience. And although at, at majors at times he hasn't been great, I still think it's it's reasonable. My biggest question, though. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream i'm james burke i'm going to take you on a journey through time james burke's visionary series returns reimagined for our time now this is all uncharted territory the washington post hails burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the western world the new york times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another where do we want to go from here experience all new connections so what's the next connection with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com it's not like this is a 7k guy and we're saying well you know what i like him over uh you know luke list and siwoo and dom it's him or fleetwood him or connors him or neiman that's a big ask for me. And that's my biggest issue yeah. with it. 8,500 is, is not peanuts. So I look at Ryan Fox. I, I totally get why he's up here. I'm not saying it's a misprice. I don't. I'm going to pivot to Connors, to Fleetwood, to Neiman over him the majority of the time. And I'm very comfortable with that. This isn't like some, this isn't Chris Goddard up where it's a 21, <laughs> 20, no. 23 year old kid who, you have these you have these whispers from kids on a UCLA USC team where it's like, look, Chris Goderup is like tour ready today. And I cannot believe that people don't know who he is. Well, he ends up winning the Haskins Award, too. I didn't know that he was even going to end up getting that at the end of this season. But there you are. This has been like six, six months in the waiting for me to fire up Chris Goderup. And it was one of those things where it's like, all right, un- understandably, there's a range of outcomes there. But Ryan Fox, we have a sample size of. He's not some unknown quantity. We've seen him play in open championships in Scotland, in a number of these spots, and he's never really done it in competitive fields. And you're able to go to guys like Sanjay, Neiman, Fleetwood, Connors. I prefer absolutely everybody else in this range. My new favorite golfer, Billy Horschel, after his interview today, mm. uh, 
I just just give me everything you got in the AK range besides the most popular piece that I just don't understand why he's getting steamed up to this extent. And surely I'm talking him into like a top five now. Yeah, I mean, he, he's practically already won uh, at this point. It's, it's just over. They could cancel the tournament <laughs> after that. But, but I, I, I listen, I think you make more than a reasonable point about it. We're going to see, I'm a firm believer, and we see it every year. Look at the open leaderboards. These guys, they know what they're doing on their home turf and whatnot when they play like this. It's just mostly cheapies for me. So when I, I look at this, I think that a guy like Corey Connors, who 66 to one on the first round leader market, Corey Connors, write that one down uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Remember that he's gained off the tee in every event this year. He's positive tee to green in everything outside the PGA championship. He's missing the cut at majors, but everything else has been exquisite. And he did have a top 10 at the masters. He could dismantle this tee to green. I like Connors quite a bit. I want to bring in two more guys at the bottom of the eights, though. I think they're pretty easy pairings in the sense of they're similar to Will Z and Burns, and that's Cam Young and Max Homa, guys that have just been absolutely fantastic this year. The talent is through the roof, but when I think of their games, I don't think of Lynx golf experience. So to round the loop on Corey Connors, who is going to be my main talking point of this range, if you group, so there's a bunch of beautiful sites, whether you use Data Golf, whether you use Fantasy National, it doesn't matter where you go. Like, I I think that there's a lot of great utility that those sites, in addition to us, what we have over here at Stochastic, I think all of it can help you really paint the correct picture on what you're looking at. For me, I just wanted to see Corey Connors and some of his experience on slower greens, on greens that are not 12 stimp. The guy's 32nd amongst this field in strokes gained putting, which for him is like revelatory type stuff. He's second in terms of strokes gain off the tee, third in strokes gain approach in those same events that he was playing on these slower green speeds. So, I mean, obviously he's always going to be a top ball striker, but seeing a 32nd on slower green surfaces amongst a field like this, that is actually a massive positive for a guy like Corey Connors. He's an absolute buy for me at this number. He's lower owned than the likes of Ryan Fox. He's lower owned than, you know, probably what you're going to see out of Cam Young because of how well he's played this season. He's an absolute buy, probably my favorite tournament play, considering he's sub 15% right now. I'd agree with that. Do you have a preference between Homa and Young? For me, it would be Max Homa, a little more experience. I know that Cam Young has just answered the bell more often than not. I do worry, though, uh, exactly where he's at. He struggled in the last couple Memorial in the U.S. Open, and the putter and, you know, at times – some of the the short game can let him down. I will say around the green been much better lately, though. He's so good off the tee. I mean, he's, he's amazing. Just so, so good off the tee. I'm going to play some. I, I will say that you're basically asking me to pick between two guys that I just like. And I okay. don't know. Maybe I end up playing more of this 8K range than I was anticipating talking through it. But for the most part, I, I don't know how you don't like both of them at 8,100 and 8K at their current ownerships. We'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, Cam Young is more popular than Corey Connors. And I do like getting to Corey Connors as a result. I mean, it's 0.6%. It's pretty negligible. We'll see and have a better picture tomorrow. But I mean, Max Homa has just been solid and people talk about his reputation for, for majors and whatever else. I really don't give a shit. He is so good and so solid. And he's played well on difficult golf courses. His win at the Wells Fargo, that was no cakewalk in some conditions that you had over the weekend, especially that Saturday round where I think your boy Jason Day shot like 80 or something. Uh, that was bad. Right. 
Um, so we're looking at we're looking at a number of spots where it's like Max Homa has just been solid. He plays well at difficult golf courses uh, for the most part on the PGA Tour, like Riviera, other places. So yeah, Max Homa still going to be a buy, but that is by no means a disregarding of Cameron Young, who I also like. Yeah, I, I definitely like. Uh, I don't like Cam Young as much as you. I'm in line. Going to be way over on Connors. Very content with Max Homa. Neiman. And I, I, again, this is where even more in Europe, I truly believe that skill set correlation is really important. If you're going to take Cam Young, a guy like Hovland to me gets a big boost in that team. A guy Will like Z. Will Z, all these pure off the tee, just bomb, not even bombers, but just guys that are really going to lean, even like a Keith Mitchell as we work down a little bit. Those are the type of guys you don't need six of them, but I would slant my correlation towards that skill set. I will say, if you're looking for things like that and you want to see, well, is this guy over leveraged? Is my team over leveraged? Is the ownership adding up? Stochastic.com slash join. Come on in. Even if it's just for the week, you can hop in Discord, get the premium betting service if you want. And if not, you just check out all the tools that Alex and the entire team have put together. We have such a good group. I know you get to see me blabbering on the shows, but the people that really make it happen are behind the scenes here. It's just an absolutely fantastic crew of people. So you get 50% off your first month of Stochastic Plus Platinum with the promo code PGA Strategy Show. It is a great time to get in. Golf literally never ends. So uh, you will have plenty to do. And we've got everything else covered from MLB to whatever else is going on. MMA, it's been outrageous. Uh, so just a, a really good time in the sports world. Now, Justin Rose, Keegan, Killa Keith, Ty Hatton is a name we are definitely going to talk about at 7,800. Mito, Harmon. It, now it starts to thin out in the sense of we're getting guys that you may have not heard of if you're only on the PGA Tour. Adrian Moronk, he won yeah. the Polish giraffe, as my friend Pat Mayo would say. <laughs> uh, guy's a player. So what do we do now as we start to creep into the mid-sevens? I don't know how I missed that. That's beautiful. Because that's yeah. exactly, I watched almost that entire uh, finish of the Irish and uh, Adrian Moronk, for people who don't know about him, Polish, first guy who's going to be playing over in the Open Championship from Poland, might be the first major for a Polish player ever here as well. But Adrian Moronk, uh, yeah, he had played in the Olympics. That's that's where I kind of remember looking at him the first time. But he ends up winning last week. He had a fourth earlier uh, this season, too. And here's the way that I look at it. Ryan Fox is currently 17% and could get steamed up even higher. You're getting half the ownership for a guy who has the same recent form at 7,700. So like, yeah, I'm going to click on some Adrian Moronk this week. Has familiarity, obviously, over in Europe here. He's a DP World Tour guy. He's just been playing so solid, a fourth and a win now in his last three events. Um, wow. We're, we're looking at a, a ownership decrease. And when you start seeing guys like Killa Keith, and obviously I prefer Hatton over him, but I'm just giving the, 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 the context of why I think Moronk, like that's the first guy that's really unheard of that I have interest in this week. So let's talk about Ty Hatton. He's been pretty bad this year. He missed the cut in Canada. He didn't do anything at the U.S. Open. He's had a couple moments, but mostly I think what most people would describe is him just complaining, kind of like me, but he's on the golf course, uh, just complaining about everything. Do you say, okay, now he's back in Europe? This is a, I think, a pretty good course for him. I'm going to buy low because Ty Hatton, not that long ago, would have been in the Hovland Sunjay M range, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, he would have. And we've seen him play well, you know, on, on some really difficult conditions in some spots. Like the Arnold Palmer apparently just owns that place. RBC yeah. Heritage on the coast in South Carolina, a third in 2020 there. 
been a spot that he's uh, had some decent showings at 26 this season, even though had some abysmal off the tee performances there. He's the kind of guy, though, who's just a really good putter, meaning he has lost only one round with strokes gained data in a year and a half. We're talking since the uh, since the St. Jude. Actually, no, it was 2021. So, I mean, it's been almost a full calendar year with one poor putting performance. Obviously, he missed the cut at the RBC Canadian because he couldn't hit an iron on the planet. I think this is probably a good shift for him. You're not buying him at mid eights. You're not buying him at the nines. Obviously, the field's stronger, and that's why. But yeah, I get the ownership going towards him. I will say I won't be getting to like 20% of him, 25% of him at an allocation of 150. Maybe I need somebody else from this 7K range that I really need to pluck for like a three max. But like for the most part, I think he is a viable target here at 7,800. I do think that he is the best player in this range. Uh, when I look at the names, I think that Ty Hatton still is the best player. And I'm not sure that I'm going to be deterred, even if he is a little popular. My biggest question, though, is where do we it, it, this is the most fascinating part of the tournament for me, because we have an intersection of guys that have come over like Norin and Bez, who are very familiar with these type of conditions from their past European experience. The guys like Moran, a bear. Aaron Rye, who's come over recently, and then the pure, you know, traditional PGA Tour players in Varner, in Leishman, in Munoz, in Kucher. Like, how do you sort that out? From Bobby Mack is here. Like, I, I think I like Norn and Bez. Bez was really good last week. Coming back, not strained off the tee. But what do you do when you have so many different types of players to explore? I curse the field for steaming up Aaron Rye to sixteen percent. Uh, yes. That makes me so upset. Former this is winner. my boy, former winner. Of course, it's, it's, I mean, this is the former winner bump that you're getting a little bit for him. It breaks my heart that I won't be able to go over the field on him if this maintains, but it also might be one of those things where you actually get to lock and you're like, all right, if I had known he was going to be 12%, 10%, I would have had tons of him. So I'm not going to be deterred from rostering him. I'm just not going to be able to jam him the way that I might if you were around 10%, like a Maverick McNeely at 5% or somebody like that. I, I think the guy that I like the most in this range is going to be Alex Norn as well. He's 3.7%. And I don't know, maybe it's just like the bump of him just being in such terrible form. But going back over to Europe, this is a place he's obviously just slammed in previous years. This is where he was the best putter on planet Earth. Just, you know, the left hand low, just banging him in the back of the hole. hits that little tiny cut and just keeps it on planet Earth and can get away with it. He's really low owned and it's pretty surprising to see him in a range with like Harold Varner, Sebastian Munoz and coming in sub 4% when he's got by far more experience on this kind of golf than they do. I would agree. And again, I know it's frustrating. I look at him, but his missed cuts recently, the PGA championship, the Memorial and the U S open. I mean, if he plays in the John Deere and post 19 under, I think he's tripled the ownership, you know, against that bad field. He's just played in the elite competition right now. Uh, so I'm okay with that. Mito is interesting. I, I'm fine with him. I don't think he's going to define my week. Couple missed cuts. He just couldn't really get it going at Travelers. The irons were the big problem. Not that he was terrible, but he wasn't great. And that's usually what carries him because he's lost strokes putting in five of six. So if you want to go back to Mito, I think that's more than reasonable. I don't have a, a feel on if he would like Lynx golf or has experience. So not my favorite play, but I don't hate it either. What the hell is Jordan L. Smith doing at 11%? That guy. So he's a name that you're going to have to uh, keep an eye on because he will certainly be on the tour soon enough. He's though, 
I don't know what to do he's with 29. Him. It's not like he's a youngling. No, he's been around. He's got obviously a ton of experience, but he doesn't do his best work from what I've seen in these style. Like he does a lot of good work. I feel like on mainland, you know, when they the play Maybank in, championship, like Germany, when they play in Oman <laughs> and stuff like that, I don't really look to him in links style golf. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really there. I'll be honest. I would rather play Gary Woodland. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday i would rather play even a guy like maverick who is a total unknown i don't think i'm if he i'll tell you this if he's over 10 percent, you can forget it then i'm definitely not going to play him but even as a flyer i don't i wasn't drawn to jordan smith yeah i don't understand uh so take ryan fox and take definitely take jordan l smith off the board that is such fancy play syndrome again automatic top five incoming but can i talk about my mm-hmm. guy in this range because sure this is the dude that i i am very shocked that he doesn't have higher ownership and it's your boy, K.H. Lee. He's oh, sub yeah, 5%. My He's your boy. Hey, Never. you're the one who's, who brought, turned me on to him. Got a top 20 at the Travelers. Spiked some putting for the first time in a long time. And that's kind of the thing with him where the putter is so feast and famine. We're talking swings of like negative four to you know seven that yep. you had at the Travelers. I mean, we're talking about a ridiculous amount of uh, uh, deals there. But he has proven to go low. And if it's going to be calm, if it's going to be playing easier out there, this is such an easy click for me. We've seen that the AT&T Byron Nelson now back-to-back years scores of 25 plus under where he can just go and light it up. He's never going to wow you off the tee. His approach game is meh to say the least, but around the green and putting wise, like the guy has just kind of proven to be more of a scorer than a lot of these other guys in this range. I'm paying attention to the weather because I think he'll be kind of a weather dependent guy for me. But I can't believe that he's sub 5% and that you're going to get like Ho-Tong Lee off of one win, his first win in absolutely forever at 10%, and you're not going to click on KH Lee every time. I, I think that's a, definitely an interesting name. And the when we play in Europe, I feel like there's just less to go around, and some of the narratives get extracted even more. And Ho-Tong Lee is a good example of that. This is a guy, it's a very difficult evaluation because – he lost his form to the point where he wasn't even, you know, a professional golfer. And then he's obviously found it again. So how do you really evaluate what he's doing? Clearly he's playing better golf and he's had success. I think a lot of people remember his ridiculous run at the open a handful of years ago. I would rather, I would rather play KH Lee. I'm right with you. I would rather play Thomas Detry, who's a name that a lot of people are probably unfamiliar with. EVR is right here. As we go to the bottom of the sevens, again, you're going to get a mixed bag of European onlys, regular PGA Tour players, and then guys that kind of have been in both sides of it. Yeah, you, you get the you get the Eduardo Molinari's and the yeah. Johannes Veermans and uh, all these dudes. You know, Francesco Molinari. Uh, love seeing the brothers at the same price. Draft Harris Kings. English. Such a beautiful Harris. No, actually, I'm English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Austin Danger Powers. Yeah. Uh Harris English, I was like, you know what? You can't play this guy. He's not healthy. And he's working back from a torn labrum. And he just he got no chill. He gained seven strokes putting at the Travelers. 
He looked okay, but I think the T to green game is still alarming for me. I don't have a ton down here. We're going to get to Ricky in a second. Don't worry. He's in the 6K range, but let's put a bow on on this range. If you were going to take a couple flyers from the bottom of the sevens, it's KH Lee and who else? KH Lee, obviously he's chalk, but Aaron Rye is a really good target. Maverick McNeely has a billion dollars and doesn't have to worry about money. And I'm sure has, he just put these new Callaway irons in the bag, these new protos getting ready for the turf surfaces as well. Maybe Callaway is just doing some work here. I've never been a huge Callaway guy. I guess my three wood is currently Callaway, but uh, yes. simply because of the shaft that I was able to get at it. But either way, nobody gives a shit about that. They care about plays. I love KH Lee sub 5%. Maverick McNeely is usually a buy for me. He's 5%, so it's not too hard to get over on it. And Aaron Rye is kind of the chalk guy I like. But Alex Norin, I'm with you where I think you can take a lot of his previous like short-term form and throw it out the window because you go over to Europe and he's like a different dude. So I, I, I like getting in, uh, getting it in good there. Last dude, of course, is Siwoo Kim, 7,100. Hard not to really look at that kind of price tag and see that he's a decent enough play considering he's also sub 3%. The good thing, as you kind of alluded to, whoever you take down here, you don't have to, you know, 35% of these guys is going to be wildly unnecessary. You know, two, three X might be 12% and you're not going to leverage your full portfolio. All right. If you do double up at the top, you're probably going to have to dip. And now we really get to it. You've got a lot of guys from Rasmus to Zenodi to Thor Bear. Matt Wallace kind of straddles that line. Adrian Arnoux. And then we've got, you know, Knox, Ricky, Neesmith, those types. Let's start with Ricky. He's here. He's able to get in this field mercifully. Yay or still just not a relevant name at this point? I can't do it. How could you do it? I can't. I haven't been. I've been good. I have not been playing Ricky. It's one of the... The few good things I've been doing. Yeah, so it's name recognition. Don't do it. We're, we're not going to do it. Plus, there's one guy, and I, I am nervous. Tell me if you think Victor Prez will actually be below or above 10%, because I would take way above 10% on really? Victor Perez. Um, I, I guarantee you he gets massively steamed up, especially if pe- people pay attention to his form at this golf tournament. He's made all three cuts since it's moved to the Renaissance Club. He had a T14 in 2020. Um, he's won on the, Euro, on the DP world tour within the last two months at the Dutch open. I think he's a guy who ends up getting a lot of attention going his direction. Unfortunately, I hope that happens. Not that I hate the play, but I don't think anyone in this range deserves serious ownership. I would gladly pivot to Rasmus at lesser, you know, ownership Thor Bjorn Olison. He's came in eighth in the Irish open elite score. He had two Eagles and 19 birdies in that tournament. That's just what he does. If you get calm conditions, the guy is an absolutely scoring machine. Zanotti's playing really well. Uh, eighth, mm-hmm. 37th, 32nd and fourth at the Irish. I think the, what I'm going to do here is just spray and pray. I know that's not the most mm-hmm. glamorous thing, but I will go to our tools. I will see who is, you know, over and under leveraged. And I will take a couple of shares of a lot of these guys because I don't see a lot of difference between these, these type of players. I like our now. I, I think I'll get to a little bit of him at 6,700. Oh I, I I'm with you where I think you could find some cases to be made for a lot of these guys. Uh, Russell Knox, welcome back to your homeland. Uh, something like that, where obviously if you grew up here, you have experience playing here quite a bit. That makes sense in my mind. 
I don't know if there's anybody that's like a clear cut priority. Again, Victor Perez, I thought was the best play sub 7K period, but I am worried that he ends up really, really popular. Uh, we'll see. If I'm wrong about that, awesome. I'll get to a little bit more. I'm far more interested than you are. Rasmus Hogard, we've just seen the name a lot and we think he can score. So yeah, fire it up here a little bit. But Zanotti, I don't mind that. no does make quite a bit of sense to me as well. I think that there is a spray and pray approach that makes some sense. Antoine Rosner, uh, I think is all right to get to. Um, don't completely hate it, which is a you know the not exactly a ringing endorsement, but I still I think there's enough names and enough that can be mined out of here that you're going to be able to double dip 10k. Yeah, you're going to be able to double dip 10k, and if you're aggressive in the mid range, you're going to have more than enough shares to get over on the majority of these guys because you don't need a lot of ownership allocation, and it's going to be okay to to you know, have some miscut. I will sacrifice some of my lineups with miscuts to get some of these guys through because I'm very confident in what I can do in the mid range. Good question from chat. A lot of similarities between this course and the Irish open. One of the things that's tricky in Europe is that it's not just about the courses. It's about the weather, the Irish open. From what I saw, they were just destroying the course. There wasn't a lot of defense as I just echoed with a guy like Thunder Bear and Olison. He came in eighth at 13 under, but he had 19 birdies and two eagles. There was a lot of scoring mentality. I don't see a ton of similarities besides the fact that it's in the same part of the world and it's Lynx golf. Yeah, I think the hardest part about evaluating it is look at the field this week compared to last week. I mean, it's it is not just day and night. It's like um, I'm trying to think of the analogy. It's like I I, hated Denny McCarthy. Oh, wait a minute. Um, That is zero to 120. That's. Oh, I didn't like what you did there. Mm. You, your analogy game has been on point today, but not always for yes. the best. Well, you know, we're winding down. I, I used all my good analogies <laughs> early in the show, but I, well said. Again, we didn't have all the the big time American players were not over there for the Irish Open. So I don't have a ton. We got about five minutes left here. I want to ask you as let's put a bow on the bottom of this. There are names. There's no doubt there are names. But do you feel the need slash are you drawn to say 6,500 and under? Or do you say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to cut it at a certain level. And that level is, you know, the, the Matt Wallace, our new type range. I think I'll click on Maximilian Kiefer. I got to do more looking into this guy. Um, but, but you know who you're talking to, right? Like, no. Maximilian Kiefer, did you just say? I did. I have, this is not a joke. I have bet Maximilian Kiefer pretty much every time he's played for the last three years, every <laughs> week. And he's never won ever, but every week I donate like 20, 30 bucks on Maximilian Kiefer. So you're just like, you're, you're 800 into this thing. So you're if there's one person on the earth that knows about Maximilian Kiefer, it's the person that you're talking to. I had no idea. I just have, I've seen him on Twitter. I've seen him. I've yeah, heard that, his name are, a couple times. Yeah, me and shout out to Barrow. We yeah. uh, we bet him each week. He's quite a uh, quite a player. Not a young guy. Okay. He's in his thirties for sure. He's been really close in the European Tour a lot. He's an elite scorer. He's not long off the tee. He can get crazy hot with the putter. He made an albatross uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> He's that type of guy. I, I, I mean, I won't be going under sixty three hundred. I think the I last that name you mentioned him. Oh, I, I just seen the name. I don't, I just didn't know anything about him and he's got 2%, whereas nobody else has anything allocated to them whatsoever, except for Matthew Jordan at 6,200. No, thank you. I'm good. But 
I'm looking at uh, who was I just talking about a second ago? Callum Taron. That's the actual name I think people recognize because he was, you know, in the mix last week at the John Deere, finished sixth, shot 70 on Sunday, did not play well to finish it out there, but 22, uh, 20, well, what was it 20 birdies that he ended up putting up in an eagle for the week? So 21 under par holes, pretty decent allotment there at the John Deere. If you're going to have easier conditions, I am more likely, I will say this is kind of the last part about it. As a golfer, I truly believe that the easier the conditions, the more likely I am to take some flyers on some absolute unknowns. As it gets more difficult, it is so much harder for a guy like a Guido or like a Sebastian Soderberg or these other guys you've never heard of to actually go out and hurt you because the cream rises to the top in tough and in tough conditions. It is far more likely that some of these guys find paths to shoot 15 under if it's nice out than if it's absolutely brutal and you need to you know, be four or five under in order to get a top 10. Couldn't agree more. I've said this a lot. I truly believe that the best indication of the elite players is that they shoot 73 in impossible conditions, not 62 in easy conditions. If it's a shootout, there's a million guys out there that can just make 10 birdies in a round and beat the best and shoot 30 under. When you have to grind it out, that is when you see the elite players. They avoid those massive 78, 79s that take you out of a tournament. The guys down here tend not to be able to do that more often than not. So I couldn't agree more. If it's going to be really, really easy conditions, you can give these guys a flyer. If they make the cut, placement points get out of whack anyway, and you can really, really do some damage. So certainly you want to be reasonable, though. I don't see a real need, even if you double dip north of 10, you can easily land in the Fratelli, Kitayama, Matt Wallace mm-hmm. range. You don't need to take some random guy at flat six. In fact, I would recommend not doing that. With you. I'm glad we're on the same page in that regard. It's just harder competition or harder competition this week than what you had for any DP World Tour that any of these other guys have played in. So just keep that in mind too. I guess that would be like my last parting words. Don't fall into fancy play syndrome. There's going to be guys who get a ton of ownership that are not known quantities simply because it's, oh, here's a new shiny new toy that I want to click on. Hi, Ryan Fox. Yeah, does he have a lot of talent? Sure, but everybody else in that range is a more proven commodity. Take what you know. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Well, look at that. Look at that. If you want more, I don't even know what to call that. Anything like that. This is where you want to be, apparently, stochastic. And if you want to support the show, hit the like button. It really does go a long way. And, and of course, subscribe. As you see, we got almost 80,000 subscribers on this channel. If you want betting content, go to Odd Shopper. You're doing a new baseball video. I do my daily best bet of the day over there. A lot of really, really good things. But if you have questions, if there's guys that we didn't get to, tomorrow night, live before lock, me and Jason Roslin. And if you can't wait, if you say, I have to get this answer on Max Kiefer, well, you could tweet me at JazzRazDFS, at Eric Lindquist. We will answer that. And again, thanks to Prize Picks for powering this show. Any final thoughts before we bounce on out of here? I think we did a good job. Best of luck, everybody. Yes. Don't roster Jason. Day. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. That's good. No, you don't have to worry about that. But until then, everybody, thanks again. Thanks to Tyler Behind the Glass, as always, does a great job. Friends, enjoy Scottish Open Links Golf. We'll be back tomorrow. Not same time, same place, but I will talk to you then. 
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more.